On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about going 3-0 and against Joe Flacco. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. And with that, let's go Pack. Broncos jump. Free play for Rodgers. He knows where to go with it. For Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the undefeated Smith, Smith, and Gary Sack Show. Devontae Adams got that new dad glow. They had a chub, but our D make them say, whoa, you know how that song of summer goes. Going to ride my Bronco to the old Lambo. Going to ride two, three, and oh, pack it up, Packers podcast. That is beautiful. <laughs> That's by How far beautiful. the best one yet. <laughs> this is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hello. How we doing? We are undefeated so far. Uh, similar to the first three games, this one, uh, it just it had moments of glory. It had moments of just absolute sweat dripping down. <laughs> but we're going to start here. More fun to have a Packers team with a stellar defense or a high-powered offense? Yeah, no-brainer. I think you want a good defense. And I'm saying this fresh off of three weeks of watching a good defense. When you watch the Packers of, you know, let's call it 2017, when they had just a terrible defense, Rodgers can go down and do whatever he wants. He wasn't doing it in 17 either, but, you know, take one of his great years, right? They go down and do whatever they want on offense. That's great. But when you're on defense and you know you're bad, you're just cringing the entire time. And every play that the other offense runs is an eight-yard pickup. And you're just like, this is terrible to watch. Well, on the flip side is what the Bears fans have had to deal with for the last 20 years, and we're experiencing it to a slightly lesser degree for the first three weeks. But the def- or the offense, I should say, is struggling a little bit. Uh, they're, they're looking good in the first half of games, in the first quarter of games, and then they're, they're uh, hitting the brakes a little bit. The defense is picking it up against us but then our defense shows up all four quarters it's so much fun to watch we're able to get some points off of defense when you recover a fumble on the five yard line it just makes life easier the defense is having fun i'm having more fun watching a great defense than a great office yeah i am right with you i would say both if that was an option but uh defense totally uh and especially this defense that is playing relentless they are they are literally insane at how much they are attacking the ball. Um, and that's why we are seeing so many sacks and uh, turnovers right now is just because they are playing so fast uh, that people are just not ready for it. Um, and it is way more fun to have a good defense when you can win, when you're not really playing great on offense. That's way more fun. Right. They're coming with that ill intent. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is, I, I guess my first gut reaction was to say, I want an offense. Like, I just enjoy seeing points. But I think so far this season, this has been just the most excited I've been about just about anything Packers because there is not, I mean, the the two drives uh, that kind of started the game, or I guess the second and third drive was a little rough. They kind of sliced and diced, and we'll get to that. And maybe the cook run was a little brutal. But other than that, it's been like every series has been unbelievable, and you're just waiting for another sack. You're waiting for another play. So 
I think it's more fun to watch just an awesome offense, but I'm having the most fun in terms of my Packer fanhood in a while watching this defense. So let's start there with defense. Uh, They're currently averaging less than a field goal a quarter this season. Uh, And if one of five people makes a tackle on Lindsay, they they remove another six points from the board. (laughs) I'm goodness gracious. Preston Smith with three sacks and a forced fumble. Zadarius Smith with two sacks. Uh, J.A. being a B.A. And uh uh-oh, do you hear that? That's the Gary. That's the Gary alert, boys. We got a sack. We got a sack. Josh is sweating. Time to start sweating, Josh. We're ahead of schedule. I can't believe you took that glory away from Dan, and I was waiting for Dan to say something. (laughs) And a fumble recovery to boot. uh, He played an extensive amount compared to the first two games. I think he looked good. Uh, I was a little nervous uh, with the injury. We tweeted out a mean tweet really quick, and then we removed it because we respect him. But it's just like everything went right. Uh, and yeah, other than those defensive dissections for those two series by the Broncos, it was just awesome as usual. Yeah, and can we point out that the Smith brothers already this year in three games have more production than Nick Perry and Clay Matthews last year through all of the season? Uh, can we point that out and just realize how insane that is? Pointed. <laughs> oh, where'd these guys come from? I mean, they, they weren't all pro level on their last team. So where'd this all come from? Uh, I think it's just a, it's a match made in heaven. I mean, honestly, like I think they're motivating each other so much that they're bringing the best out of each other. I think that's the thing is they're having fun. And it, it goes back to, you look at a lot of these championship teams, like the Eagles, they just whenever they feel like they're in it for each other, they play at another level. I think Preston Smith is on pace for 24 sacks this year, so I'm really excited for him to get up to that. Uh, but it's just, it's just like like his. I know that there's been bad moments. King King looked rough. Mm-hmm. It was a very bad King performance, and yet he still I think was second in tackles for the Packers, which just shows like even on a bad day, they're still making plays. Yeah, and after rewatching the the film, King actually played a decent game, except he forgot to play the third quarter. I think um, uh, that's when he made a lot of his mistakes. But when you look at the tape from the other three quarters, he actually played a very decent game for how much he was attacked. I, I was going to ask you guys because uh, for those that don't know, I had to spend uh, the game listening to Wayne Larravee, which is a pleasure and a treat. And I think for games moving forward, I'm just going to mute the TV announcers and listen to the radio broadcast. Uh, But I was driving from Wisconsin to North Carolina to uh, settle into my new home. So I was getting some texts that Kevin King can't tackle. And I sort of thought he was more of a sure tackler. Was it him missing a bunch of tackles? Was he not assignment sound? Yeah, he was flying in. He wasn't breaking down. So he was doing trying a lot of arm tackles and head down. So it Mm -hmm. just wasn't sound tackling. Yeah, Yeah, there's some Superman where he was on screen and then he was (laughs) off screen out of bounds. That kind of stuff. Not not great. So the Smith brothers balled out. Uh, King had a rough game, but that's all right. Can we talk about Jair for a second? This guy looks like an all-pro for, like, the next decade. Yeah, yeah. And and I love his attitude. I honestly love it. I know everybody's going to hate him in the NFL, and I probably would hate him if he wasn't on the Packers, to be honest. Uh, But I love it. We we need that attitude on our team right now. That's amazing you just said that because the analogy I literally put in my notes to bring up is he's like the Carlos Gomez. When he was with the Brewers, I realized that that, that was the kind of player. <laughs> oh my and maybe, God. maybe a little I bit of Nigel. 
Exactly. And maybe a little <laughs> bit of like a Niger Morgan too, right? He was the guy that when he's on your team, you love him. You, you love everything he says, the cockiness, the swagger. He backs it up with some fun play. I'm not. I'm putting Jair a little bit above the skill level of Carlos Gomez, but still. And if I listen to Jair Alexander's postgame interview as a rival team's fan, I would hate the guy. But because he's a Packer, he's bringing that cockiness to the defense that I love the guy. No, exactly. And I was even thinking we've had a lot of conversation about should the Packers go after Jalen Ramsey? And I don't quite know why we were so high on jumping on that train on Twitter, but he is our Jalen Ramsey. He is a shutdown guy that is going to absolutely talk after the game, and I love it. I love the calmness of the Smith brothers. Everybody's friendly, kumbaya, brotherhood, and I love Jalen Ramsey jumping on top of a car, shotgunning a beer, <laughs> and telling everybody to eat it. I, I, I love it. I think the dynamic of this defense, if we can get that same thing on the offensive side, we're, we're good to go. Yeah, there's one thing that I want to point out about the defense that I'm a little worried about, and that's just the amount of rushing yards that we have given up. Um, I mean, we're averaging giving up five yards per carry per rush uh, as a defense. And I wanted to ask you, do you think it's because we are just playing so relentless and attack, attack, attack and going for the sack and the interceptions and the fumbles? Is, Is that why uh, people are getting more running yards on us because we are just attacking too much? Mm, that sounds like a, a fan's way of covering it up. But, you know, I, I guess I go back to last week's pod where we were previewing the Broncos. They picked up a running game against the Bears defense, too. And the Bears are going to be a top three NFL defense. So the the fact they were running on us, I wasn't surprised by at all. We called that to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mont- Montrevious Adams was out. So we had to rely a lot on Lancaster and Kingsley Kiki, who um, from the box score looks like he held his own. But, you know, I haven't been able to go back and watch film yet. Um, so I think the Broncos might just be a good running offense. And, you know, if you if you can make an NFL team have to run the ball against you, which is pretty much what we did, I think you're going to win most weeks. Yeah. And, and you brought up a great point. Uh, our, our second and third defensive tackles, uh, they need to step up. Uh, they know that they're going to get attacked. Uh, they've been consistently run at, uh, you know, they're double teaming that person and just moving on down the line uh, quite easily. So they need to step up and realize that they're going to be coming their way. So speaking of stepping up, let's talk about this offense. I'm not I'm not ready to hit the panic button, but I know where it is in my house and I am not afraid <laughs> to run and grab it. I uh, we can break it down. I think we were going to kind of cut touch on kind of three different things and we'll start with just play calling and coaching in general, but wh- like where do we start? Where do we Yo. start? play calling can he just script the first 60 plays you know nfl every, <laughs> just script the whole game script yeah, the whole game exactly don't never go off script never touch the script just scripts the first 60 plays i'll leave the last five to ten for you matt lafleur but no i i don't get it we look so great on those first 10 to 15 plays that from the sounds of it are always scripted and then everything falls off the rails so I, uh, my hot take is just script the entire game <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and on these scripted drives that we have, what are we doing most? We're passing. So why after the scripting ends do we stop, you know, the consistent passing to get Aaron Rodgers in a flow? That's when Aaron Rodgers is his best. Is when he's getting in a flow. Little dump off there, little dump off there. Next thing you know, draw downfield. You know, it's not three yard run three yard run then let's pass i mean it we just really need to get better at play calling yeah and why, why was aaron jones only in for 22 snaps what happened there 
I will uh, say Williams looked good. Williams was I, running with I a purpose. Really yeah. liked it. I felt like this was. Uh, I think he has a multiple occasion said he's going to coach with his gut. That by playing Williams mm-hmm. as much as he did, it was he's moving the ball. He's got energy. I'm going to stay with him. Uh, Jones, if you if you take away those two touchdowns, he oof, he wasn't really he wasn't there. He wasn't cutting how he normally does. Uh, Williams looked really good to me. Yeah, Williams, especially against this Denver rush defense, uh, he was definitely the guy to go to because he's just bigger and stronger. So he would just push through the defensive line and just carry him with him. Where Aaron Jones is not that type of back, you know, he's he's more a scat back, uh, make you miss. Uh, so honestly, in this game, Williams was the right decision. We also, I, I, I'm pretty sure the stats would back this up, but it sounds like we didn't really have a running game until Derek Wolf went down. And I, I hope he's okay. I haven't seen what the ankle or lower leg injury was, but once he went out early, early-ish in the game, our run game picked up. So, I mean, Josh, do you think the the focus on the run occurred after Derek Wolf went out? Um, they definitely did attack that spot a little more, but I, I honestly don't think that was it. Jones was in a majority of the time when he was in, so and then Williams got put in later in the game. Uh, so I think it was honestly just us focusing on Williams getting the ball as opposed to Jones. Yeah. So we'll, let's talk about this receiving core, and this is tight ends and wide receivers. Uh, Andy Herman actually brought this up, and I'm so disappointed because he tweeted it about 20 minutes after I went through and did all the math. But we're looking at the receiving core. Adams is first on the team in yards with 198. MVS is second on the team with 170 yards receiving. Who's our third best receiver? Would you like to guess? Danny Vitale. Uh, Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> it is Mercedes Lewis with, <laughs> with 33 yards. We go 198, 170 to 33. You want to guess who's Whoa. fourth? Danny Vitale. <laughs> Tanyan. Tanya. Oh, and then wrapping that's... up the fifth is a guy that did not catch a single freaking ball in week two and three, Jimmy Graham at 30 yards. That is our that's our drop off and that drop off going to the third best receiver. Now we're just looking at wide receivers and tight ends because Jones and Williams numbers are higher than Mercedes Lewis. That drop off, though, is the worst in the NFL outside of the New York Jets. The New York Jets wow. I believe, have their tight end as their third best receiver at twenty nine yards. How is that possible that in a system that has sure. a marquee quarterback, we have yeah, two great receivers, no doubt about it, but it is an, an absolute drop-off, and it bums me out because when we were talking about the 53-man roster, I even posed this question of, is this the most fun we're going to have as a wide receiver group because they're young, they're talented, they're fast? Nada. Nothing. Geronimo is even underneath just about everybody. It's on, he's, he's the only person he's beating is Kumaro. Wow. That's who it's on. It's, it's on Geronimo. I mean, it, it feels like Geronimo's hit his ceiling. Uh, not in weeks one through three, but in years past. Like I, I'm not seeing anything out of Geronimo that makes me excited about it. I'm wondering if EQ may have filled that void uh, if he had not gone down, and I think it's up to Kumro once he's healthy. Uh, and, and honestly, until Kumro's healthy, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of Darius Shepard and Al Lazard getting opportunities in lieu of Geronimo. I mean, he, he's had drops both weeks. He, he just hasn't looked crisp. Uh, I wish they went to MVS all game. He was hot in the first quarter, and then he faded. Uh, and He was my pick for MVP, and I thought we had it <laughs> through the first 15 minutes. Uh, but I think it's on Geronimo, and, and Jimmy hasn't come through. I, I don't think it's any sort of hot take to say that we might be a better offense without him on the field at this point. Yeah, 
I think we're better with both of them off the field at this point. Now, neither of them know how to block, um, and neither of them are getting open. I mean, I it, and I can't wait to watch the all 22 video on this because uh, Aaron Rodgers had time. He only had one oh, pressure, yeah. uh, no sacks. Like, he had time. Uh, so I really want to see, like, is this Aaron Rodgers going for the home run every time? Is he not looking at the open wide receiver that's three yards down the field because uh, he wants the big 15-yarder? Uh, so I'm really interested to see it, but yeah, Geronimo Allison and Jimmy Graham, get them off the field. Let's see what else everyone else can do. And that, this really makes me upset that we traded Trevor Davis. Like why Mm -hmm. trade Trevor Mm -hmm. Davis, put him in the slot. Let's see what the man can do. Like he did all right in preseason. Yes, it's preseason, but I mean, it's better than what we're seeing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Graham is, might be on the top of my list for hate. Not only going into that game against the Broncos, seeing all of his montage of non-blocking uh, plays, right. but it's just it's just for the amount of money we pay him, it's insane the lack of effort and just involvement. Yeah, I think it's for sure our last year with Jimmy. Uh, Josh, to your point, I mean, we recorded last week's podcast before the trade had happened, so we had predicted some Trevor Davis involvement in the offense, which never came through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry Shepard plays that role a little bit. Um, so hopefully we see that in, in a short week. Uh, maybe they've been working on some things with him. Which, speaking of short week, you know, Rogers' comment was hilarious about this is the cleanest my jersey has ever been. Uh, I only got knocked to the ground once, and I feel great. I'm going to go drink some scotch and watch some film. Uh, how do you think his linemen feel about that? Because they still played 70 snaps and got beat up and down. <laughs> like, they're, they're, still, they're still equally sore, and their quarterback's like, I feel great. Ah, uh, uh, that's their job. They're, that that makes them feel good inside. Yeah, you better be uh, buying them dinner. Buying them a dinner. <laughs> I will say though, I I I'm I'm gonna go a little hard on Rodgers right now. I thought his post game comments of being like, "Well, we're improving. We scored ten points, and then we scored twenty one, and then we scored twenty seven. It's like, well, you're going against an easier and easier defense, and the fact that your defense right. gifted you gifted you position on the field to put up fourteen points. Don't don't talk about this whole thing of we're improving because I don't think you have. And the biggest thing that we even discussed is we're like, well, we're paying three very hard defenses. Right. That's the thing. It's like this is this is hard. Why I looked at Rogers three games average and the quarterbacks that have played the Vikings, the Bears and the Broncos. Rogers has less yards on average, the same amount of TDs and a worse QBR rating. By about six points. Wow. So even when we're talking about defense, 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 well, let's look at the quarterbacks, Carr, Trubisky, Matt Ryan. Let's see how they're doing against it. Rodgers, the performances are not very good. And if you're looking at yards alone, the only game that's been worse is Trubisky at uh, Denver. Other than that, everybody has had more yards for all three of his starts. Yeah, and he's missing easy throws. That's what really worries me. He's missing high. He's missing low. He's not accurate. Uh, when he's on the run, he looks he looks like the old Aaron Rodgers. But when he's standing in the pocket and you know just falling backwards, passing it, it is not accurate. And he he needs to fix it. Uh, and he, he, I think he's the problem right now with why our wide receivers are not seeing productivity is because he is not getting it to them. Yeah, and we even were talking about that first drive. He was moving. He was slipping out of of sacks. Like, he was looking so good. I just – 
it's so frustrating. Uh, he he easily could have gotten close to 300 yards in this game because I think he overthrew Tanyan twice for yep. 10 yard more. Right. Like he had about four plays that I can think of off the top of my head where if they're just a, a decent throw, like the Geronimo one, yeah, he probably should have had that, but it also was about two feet higher than it should have been. I That's just, it, it just doesn't look like he's clicking yet. And it, it bums me out that I know we're going hard on him and everything like that, but I feel like we've given him a lot of leniency uh, all right, no preseason. We're gonna still gonna go. We're going into week four, wondering if Aaron Rodgers is going to get back to level that he used to be, and that's scary to me. I can't oh. defend the guy yet. I mean, I, I'm trying to back him up. I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you two. The the Pack It Up Packers podcast is the first one to be shitting on Aaron Rodgers, and uh, I just don't have anything to stand up for him with because he hasn't looked great, and I I can't really blame it on receivers not getting open. I mean, we're anti Geronimo and anti Jimmy at this point, um, but. You're right. I mean, we need to see more out of Aaron Rodgers. I'll go back to our, our first talking point after the Bears game. If that's our issue, if that's our issue for the entire season, I think we're in good shape. Yeah, but we will not be winning a Super Bowl, which honestly, I think this defense is a Super Bowl defense. We won't win a Super Bowl without Aaron Rodgers playing well. Like that won't happen. Yeah, but I, I, what, I, what I'm saying is over the course of 16 games, he'll be back to himself. I'm not worried I, about that. That that's what we're hoping, but it is not looking better yet. I'm not worried about three that. three games. So let's, let's put it in the notes. Let's look at the irrational <laughs> offensator <laughs> podcast. This episode, Josh and I uh, I are completely against this offense. Dan, let it be noted that you uh, said some very kind words about yep. Rogers and yep. <laughs> that we shouldn't we shouldn't attack you uh, when he turns it around and puts together an amazing year but uh so let's let's kind of look ahead to this week first of all are we going to make a trade for a receiver in the next 2 weeks no yeah but, no. But what receivers out there that's available i know it's the easy thing to do on social media is well let's make some trades but yeah. Because we're all playing Madden too much. Yeah. So w- this is a no trade podcast. No, I, you know the the Minka Fitzpatrick and the Jalen Ramsey. I would have loved to see. I know that they're uh, um, maybe not Minka Fitzpatrick, but the Jalen Ramsey is a character and comes comes with some baggage. But you can never have enough talented corners, defensive backs in general. Uh, so you can be four deep with great corners, and you know I'd still say go get a fifth. Uh, but to go trade for a wide receiver, I don't know. I, I'd I'd rather see something out of Darius Shepard and Al Lazard, who already know the offense and are great athletes. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City finds wide receivers left and right off the street. So uh, why can't we? Uh, why why do we need to trade for a wide receiver that is probably already out there and available right now that people just missed on? So do you think St. Brown is definitely injured? And to the point where they thought that their receiver crew was so good that they're like, you know what, let's just get him healthy. Like, do you think mm. they regret it now going, oh, good crap, point. we should have we should have <laughs> thrown eight weeks at him and had him back? Because I literally think that they, similar to us, left that preseason going, we are loaded. And let's let's give him a healthy time. He'll come back in 2020. We'll rock and roll. I think that they regret that decision unless the energy is a lot worse than they made it seem. But I wonder if they could go back in time and reverse that. The belief in Allison needs to go away too. Like, just too much confidence in somebody that hasn't really proven themselves yet. I'm on board yeah. with that for sure. So we're gonna look ahead. I know we're gonna do a preview pod coming out Thursday morning for a Thursday night game, which I 
I can't believe how many Thursday night games there's been between all of preseason and now. I think we're right now at minus five. Early initial thoughts on that. I think it's a little too low. I think they'll cover eight again. Uh, I mean, I, I'd, I'd bet on the eight again. Uh, yeah, I think it's too low. Too low. That's Josh is getting cocky over here. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I know. I know Philadelphia's banged up. They're they're a pretty talented team. They're a borderline uh, Super Bowl contender. They're definitely you know in everyone's playoff predictions when they're healthy. Um, so at, honestly, my my score prediction probably weighs most on what the Eagles injury re, injury report. Excuse me. looks like in about 24 hours. Because they released one, to, they released one today, but it was a hypothetical, as if they would have practiced, but they weren't practicing, so it was all made up. So I, w- I want to see how healthy their players actually are, and that'll tell me if five is too low, too high, or just right. And do we think the Lions are real this year? No, <laughs> we we're the only ones in the North that can slay the North, apparently. And if you would have told me that the North would, assuming that the Bears take care of business against the uh, Redskins on Monday night that the only two losses in this whole North division is by the Packers, I would be amazed. And so far, so yeah. good. But Yeah, yeah. But that will do it for this episode. We'll catch you on Thursday morning to talk Eagles. Thanks, everybody. Go Pack Go!